You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Continuing the defensive conversation, our Bengals profile this week. We're moving over to the coaching side, defensive coordinator Luan Romo. Good to have him back on the coaching staff. And honestly, good to have uh, the whole coaching staff back going into the 2023 season. That's absolutely huge for Zach Taylor and his crew. Um, I, I asked social media out on Twitter um, earlier in the week, and I said, hey, we're going to hit on Luan Romo. Do you have any games that kind of stand out that you that you really liked from Lou? Um, outside of the Kansas City game, Games, the playoff games. Some people said uh, the Bucks game, the Tampa Bucks game, which I feel like it was a tale of two halves. And we saw that a lot uh, going over the last two years, really. And, and honestly, even in, in the Kansas City games, did anything stand out for you in the second half of that um, going up against Tom Brady? They ran some funky pressures. And I think it was less attacking Tom Brady and more attacking that makeshift bad offensive line mm-hmm. and just being able to get home with those. Um, I don't think there was anything too crazy to take away from it. I'll be honest. I think it was some turnover luck, but also forcing the turnovers, which is also, it feels like an emphasis from and Rumo and the defensive staff with the way they scrape at the ball and do all that stuff. But the main, I remember the main thing I took away defensively from that game was like, oh man, like that was a fun stunt. That was a fun, just small wrinkles in there thrown in there. And he doesn't do it all the time. And I think it was a little bit to specifically attack. Look, this Bucks offensive line, there you haven't worked together very often. They're not that great. Uh, let's try to stress their communication and try to stress their ability as offensive linemen. Um, when it comes to the Brady part of that, I just think Brady behind that offensive line, he he didn't trust it too much. I think that was a lot of the issue and you can see it in a few different games, but yeah, it's a, it was a a great game. I just, it's probably not in my top three. It was one of the games that uh, social media picked when it comes to the second half. And you feel like it was a little, little bit of luck on some of those turnovers. I think it's a Jermaine Pratt. I just think turnover luck is a phrase I would use because they are scraping at the ball the entire game. And it just so happened. All of them happened in the second half type of deal. Yeah. I think a lot, it was crazy. If you go back to that first half, a lot of people were like, everything was going wrong. And I think if you would have told me the final score, I'd have been like, no, not this week, just not going to happen for the Bengals. They're probably going to take the L everything was going wrong on both sides of the ball. And then they found a way to bounce back in the second half. Um, Austin said the Patriots game. Um, Man. I mean, like the main thing I think of with the Patriots game was the ending. Uh, it, it, and how they forced that the fumble. First half. 
Think of the first half and then also think about the first end. half. Yeah, it was a good first half, a good end. Um, again, I don't know what didn't really <laughs> stick too much out with me. It's it's hitting the same points though. They played physical. They tried to take away some of what the Patriots like to do um, when that comes to the run game and trying to stifle that a bit. I think they're fairly successful with that. And then the big one is like we just mentioned with the Bucks trying to force that turnover, get the ball out, force the fumble. And they did it at the most important time in that game because they forced the fumble on um, Ramondre Stevenson basically to end the game in the fourth quarter, last few minutes. It's, I just want to know what Luana Rumo told those guys. And I'm sure one of the defensive players, they said it, but it was just such a wild ending for them to, it, it felt like that game was 5 million years long because yes. Joe Burrow went off on their defense in the first half and breaking all kinds of records versus Bill Belichick. And the second half, Joe Burrow had turnovers, but they weren't Joe's fault. I don't feel like they were. I feel like there was a little bit of miscommunication. Um, and then I know Tyler Boyd was still semi-injured and he was out there playing. But but overall, defensively, I just want to know what Luana Romo told those guys when they went back out there because it's absolutely crazy how things worked out. I, I definitely thought, I'm like, oh, there you go. Patriots going to win this game. Uh, they lost Lyle Collins in an injury earlier in the game. And it just felt like wasn't their week. So that win streak... I know we look back on 2021 a lot for this team and how special it was. I don't think I, I was able to appreciate the win streak the Cincinnati Bengals had going into last year and, and what they were able to do after that Monday night football game against the Cleveland Browns, honestly. And, and that can go for both sides of the ball. So did nobody mention 2021 Baltimore? I didn't see a Baltimore. I did Ooh. not see a 2021 Baltimore. Go ahead. you, you Schematically, I found that one interesting because they did – the game plan to start to basically stifle the 2021 Ravens with Lamar uh, that the dolphins then cranked up to like <laughs> 250 or something, but almost way more than normal. I'm not going to give a percentage or anything because I don't know, but way more than normal. They were lining up and just zero blitz, which is just everybody, but it was called uh, hot droppers. It's called, I think a rain check is the terminology for it. So you're, what rain would be is both the linebackers that are blitzing. Um, if you, if the center comes to you, you hit him and then just drop back into coverage. And Lunar was actually, that's been a part of his defense for a while. That's what Justin Fields threw that interception on in 2021, but basically occupy that guy and get back. And then if the center doesn't come to you blitz because you're either coming free or a running back's going to try to pick you up. And they did such a good job on the Ravens passing game in that game where it, the Ravens offense, whether that's a Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson, or a, the center, they just had no answer for basically what Wink Martindale loves doing on the other side when he was the defense coordinator there and just sending everybody send the house at them. And Aaron was a little bit more cautious with it because he drops guys out when they get picked up. But I thought that was one of the more interesting schematic ones because it, it was a game plan game. They're not going to use that against everybody. It was specifically like, this is how we're going to stop the Ravens this week. Like I think going into that game, I believe the first 2021 Ravens game, I think that was in Baltimore. Could be it wrong. Was. Okay. And they were favorites. They were pretty good favorites. Yeah. Uh, so this was basically looking back. It's funny to think that, but 
they were the underdogs. This was punching up, trying to take down who was the king of the North at the time. I think uh, if you asked anybody before the 2021 season, it was like, who's going to win the division? I think everybody would kind of go like, probably Baltimore. Uh, Certainly wasn't the Bengals at the time. I think their win total in Vegas preseason was probably like four and a half. It it really was. I mean, maybe five, but they definitely, a lot of people are like down on, on Cincinnati going into the season. But yeah, they did all those blitzes and dropping that guy out in the middle when they got matched. And then the Dolphins cranked that up to 11 on Thursday Night Football the next week. And it felt like everybody wrote about it. But And it's not to say that the Dolphins didn't deserve credit because they did. Because they took the idea and they said, hey, let's just do that on steroids. Let's go crazy Jeez. with it. I yeah, forgot every about snap, him. Every snap was basically Brian Flores sending the house. And Baltimore had no answer. But it was shown in the past week by the Bengals just like lining up, doing that same exact type of blitz and Baltimore having no answer then. It was just Brian Flores went crazy with it and deserved credit. I think he deserved a lot of credit for going to that. But I just think Luna from deserves his own little credit too for being the one to figure out like, hey, that's that's how you stop this Ravens offense. I know everybody is scared that if you send the house, Lamar Jackson's going to make one guy miss and go for a touchdown. Just play contain, send the blitz. Somebody's coming free. They don't block it right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's wild. It feels like years ago when that uh, Thursday night football game happened with the Dolphins and the Ravens. But yeah, no, that's a really good game to think about. And honestly, you could probably go back to, um, you know, one of the Steelers matchups too in 2021. When you think about Luana Romo, I mean, there's so many games, honestly, but I know that the top of everyone's list is always going to be the playoff games or the big matchups with, you know, the highest AFC contenders. You look at the Bills, you look at Kansas City. Um, I know we, we pointed out Titans, but is there anything else? Because we talked Luana Romo for almost 45 I minutes. I, I think that's it. Are I you Luana Romo'd out? I think, I think I've hit everything I we wanted to hit. I will say. I do think the regular season game I would go to would be that Ravens one that nobody mentioned. Like that is the game just because when I think of him, I think of him as a game plan guy. And that was specifically a game plan to stop that offense. All right. Well, we heard it here first. Uh, the Ravens game Twitter, uh, a little, little disappointed you didn't mention that. But yeah, that's everything Lou and Rimo. I think we're I think we're good on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we hit on a couple of player profiles and maybe next week we'll do a little offensive coordinator. And it doesn't feel right to just do Brian Callahan because you have Zach Taylor, you get pitcher, you get Joe Burrow. So maybe it's going to be a mixture of of the offensive play callers as a whole. And uh, we'll do that on next week's podcast, because then after that, we're about a week out from training camp. And I can't wait to talk about real life training camp um, and everything that'll happen there. But one thing I do want to mention before we wrap up, uh, Kevin Huber, he called it a career and I was a little sad and, and maybe things will change that maybe they bring Kevin back and he'll be an assistant on special teams and he can help with the punters um, because he's been around the Cincinnati Bengals forever. Uh, anything to say about Kevin Huber as he's uh, calling it a career? No, not really. I mean, <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah was how many games has he played 
I think he's close to the Bengals record, right? I thought he had the Bengals record. He might have it. I can't remember. Yeah, because Clark Clark Harris was going to have it, but then he had the injury. So then uh, Kevin, he's been there almost as long as Clark has, and basically took it this year, I think. I hope we're not wrong on that. I thought he might have had it, so I brought it up. Uh, But so many games played. I mean, he's been the punter, was it since 2009? 216 games for Kevin Huber. 216. That is a lot. How many has Clark Harris he has played? The record. He has oh, he the has record. the record. Okay. I was about to say. I'm pretty sure that's the record, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. So most games played ever for a Bengal. I think that is worth recognizing. I think it's worth recognizing being a punter and having the job that long. I don't think that too many punters have that type of longevity with the same team. You see him move around a lot. Um, yeah. Credit to both of those things. Uh, I think he's always been a great holder been a part of a good special teams basically his entire time here um and i do want to say it was 2009 i think when he started i'm not 100 sure on that might have been i think it was 2009 i'm not 100 sure but anyway <laughs> i don't know why i'm stuck on that but uh great career i think the biggest highlight was obviously the this wasn't he didn't even get the punt off but when he went behind the back during the middle of the punt and made the guy miss was that a preseason game that was awesome that was that was so cool uh nothing has mattered since the uh nothing matters in that play after he makes the guy miss and goes behind his back with the ball because super cool and then what happened after i think he went down (laughs) i don't think he got that ball off uh but it was very it's very awesome. And UC guy from Cincinnati. I think that's also a very cool part of it. Uh, just local, played the most games ever as a Bengal. You do wish, I think early on he was punting pretty good this year. It was, it just felt like the age caught up and he couldn't withstand the entire season anymore. And that was actually kind of true the year before too, although it happened later on that year. Um, those are all my quick thoughts on Kevin Huber, but great punter. Uh, good. I mean, super long bangle. I can't even remember the last punter before Huber. Just. It, it was, um. oh my goodness. This is going to kill me. Oh my goodness. It's going to kill me. I, I really wish you wouldn't have brought that up. I'm looking at, I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah, that I just think great career. I think it was awesome that he made it this long got to have the record for most games played and i think we're i don't think it's the last time you'll see kevin huber with the Bengals. i think they might do like one of those might not be this year but i think you'll see ruler of the jungle kevin huber at some point i think i think that's definitely possible you know what kind of bums me out and and obviously i agree with you felt like you know early on in the season in 2022 he was doing okay it was fine um and then they made the change with chrisman and nothing against drew chrisman because i think it was a good move to to see what else you had in drew chrisman uh but at the same time i don't know if kevin huber would have kicked the ball right to the returner it was uh yeah but to Christmas credit, he had a good divisional game in the snow before that. So, you know, let's give him his flowers too. You're right. Uh, Kyle You're Larson. Right. Kyle Larson was the one before Kevin Huber. Okay. 
All right. Well, uh, good on Kevin. I know he did. Uh, the Bengals had a really good social media post about him and just kind of a recap of his career. Uh, Kevin even mentioned when he announced his retirement last week that uh, he'll be cheering on the Bengals in the stadium. So uh, I, I would love to. I think he's a, he, he'd be a great one to bring back and, um, you know, maybe add to the special teams with Darren Simmons. And I know, you know, when you see that Brad Robbins, um, he tweeted out something. Drew Chrisman tweeted out something about Kevin Huber. You can tell the impact right away that Kevin had on him. And, and Brad is still new um, on the club. And, and I just thought that was really telling. And uh, best wishes to Kevin Huber. But that is a wrap. This was very defense heavy. I promise we're going to focus on offense. Get to a lot of Joe Burrow stuff before uh, they had to training camp in a few weeks. Uh, you're going to have everything covered when we get closer to training camp, maybe, over on all Bengals. Hey, we'll see when I pick it up. <laughs> we'll you know, that's why you have to listen to the very I don't, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't blame really, you. yeah, James goes to the training camp. I don't really cover anything training camp. I'm watching from home or something. I don't know. I already said to you, we need to, maybe the Tuesday before they report, I think they report on a Wednesday and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, they'll go in and do their physicals and all, all the things. Um, but we are going to, on our Tuesday podcast, and maybe we'll ask you on social media, everything we're going to hear in that first week when it comes to players reporting to training camp, we want to hear it all. Um, so we'll guess. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on there. We may have a special guest for next week's episode. I'm really excited about that. But you have to listen. Stay tuned. Um, as always, you can follow Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.